the internet, and welcome to season 131, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck the open America movement. Uh, it's Monday, April 27th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Time to stay inside. Yes, it is. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine, and my pipes. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, and the Zoom is online. Miles of Gray, Jack O'Brien, that's the Rony. When the sun seems to shine, but we're all stuck inside your inquiry. Zooms will ring, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, and they'll think you're at the mall with your Zoom virtual background. I just made up that last part. Thank you to Lorcan RR, Rowley Lorcan. Sounds like a fantastic uh, experimental drug, but also fantastic, (laughs) a.k.a. submission. I don't know if you guys can hear the sirens, but they're coming for you, Miles, because you just killed that AKA, dude. Oh, oh uh, shit. <laughs> we are thrilled. <laughs> there are literally sirens going by outside. That wasn't just a, and I, a yeah. long walk for nothing. Uh, and you did actually murder that AKA. Uh, and and we're also thrilled to be joined. the tag off of my, my mattress. So <laughs> we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by our co host, the hilarious, the talented Little Zam. Or Lil Zam. I like to pronounce the T's. Little Wayne. Uh, Lil Zam herself, Jamie Loftus! Quark keeps us inside where we belong. Where my boyfriend's high and Sonny's a knife. Quark keeps us inside where we belong. Far from the men's hose. It wears and bonies go. <laughs> Ooh, that one's from official dickhead uh, at Abtrusil. Oh, I love it. Where my boyfriend's high and Sonny's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's incredible. Uh, so good. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat. Uh, by one of the greats. Uh, she's hilarious. She's talented. One of our favorite guests here on the Daily Zeitgeist. She is Brandy Posey. Hey, Brandy. Hey, hey. You're a fine girl. What mm. a good wife mm. you would be if you could have weddings, <laughs> but you can't because yeah. we're in quarantine. Posey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man, shout out to all the canceled Full weddings. Journey. I know. Shout out. It's like a weird thing. I have a few friends getting married this year, and like I remember when it, I had a friend who has a had a wedding that was supposed to be in April, and when it first hit, they're like, "I think we're gonna have to cancel it." I'm like, "I yeah um, yeah okay yeah up to you your call yeah I would right. say right. yes." I mean, did you see there was like a wedding that took place where they put they still did it, but they socially distanced and guests couldn't go, so they had like cardboard people in the audience it was real weird oh Whoa, that looks like dem- you know in demolition man there's a lot of like uh like screens people that yep. turn around and talk to you and stuff oh okay. man just talking about that I gotta you know it, it would be fun because like you could the till death do you part thing would you know if you actually have the wedding it's pretty quick 
So yeah. there's not really a lot of commitment there. Oh, and the headline for it even says amid coronavirus. But why would you do the cutouts? You're not fooling anyone. Yeah, who are the cutouts for? I mean, I'm <laughs> oh, looking no. at this photo you just sent, Jamie, and it's I, truly I, like you were trying to pretend, you were trying to deceive burglars who were casing your house that <laughs> you are having a raucous <laughs> right. party and it's not just Michael Jordan on a train track. And it's literally yeah. like they would have had to have done that themselves. I think if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Paint some faces, you know? Yeah. Did they then go into a shooting drill where they had to like figure <laughs> out which guest to shoot? Like in, <laughs> like in every movie? <laughs> right. Oh, it's like the MIB shooting MIB. drill. MIB. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tell us about this dime grouping in the center mass of this cutout, Bradley. <laughs> oh, well, that guy was going to actually oppose this marriage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they wrote out a hole. Yeah, it's oh, like, for oh, sure. What? Yeah, it's like, what is this? Although I would see someone who put in that much time where they had cutouts and a whole narrative that was going to play out between just the two of them with no audience. Yeah. I, I respect that for sure. I hope, I hope he still punched his father-in-law's cutout after the reception. <laughs> That's what I hope ended up happening. Fucking knocks the head oh. off. <laughs> yeah. It would be great to like Irish? plant ex-boyfriend like cardboard cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare you just throwing wine glasses <laughs> at cardboard. Uh, that'd be, and then you like, could tell your new husband to be like, listen, he doesn't object, but he's simmering the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to let Paint his go. face a little extra, a little yeah. extra red. Exactly. Change, like, yeah. change the angle of those eyebrow lines. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, you know what? I've come all the way around. This was a good idea. Yeah, yes. right. I mean, I might just start doing this creative. in my own house. Yeah. I, just <laughs> I ordered another doll online, guys. It's over. I wonder if they made like any of the uncles too drunk in the cutout, like just like kind of <laughs> right. slouched over in their seat. Yeah, um, they're like, yeah, right. Lair's been going through it. <laughs> guys, this is normally the time when we look forward to the news we're covering, but for the most part, we're just going to be talking about Men in Black, uh, which is all the news you need. Uh, that is yeah. the movie we watched over the weekend, you watched over the weekend, so it's time to talk about that uh, eventually. Uh, if we have time, we might also talk about Disney and a libertarian economist who has really, really stepped in it with, it, with his predictions <laughs> for the uh, coronavirus. Uh, but first, Brandy, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I've been going down a real hole on this artist from the 70s named uh, Rowena Morrill, M-O-R-R-I-L-L. Uh, she did a lot of like fantasy sci-fi covers. She's like the only, I, I watched Mandy recently and like the art from that movie is based a lot on her work. So I've just been like looking at a lot of like babes uh, fighting dragons yeah. <laughs> and that's how I'm getting through quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. Now that I look at her work, I'm like, this is like the cover of every fantasy book like, I ever like looked at in a library almost. Yeah, she's she's so cool. And like I would I'll just spend like, I don't know, an hour or two to be like, oh, what if this was what the world looked like? OK, it's like, this is a way. This is my break. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what if I threw this spear through the a minotaur's eye? Yeah, exactly. Oh, is, this is beautiful. This is so cool. Yeah, her stuff is really is really really fun. She did, she's like um, I don't know a ton about her because there just isn't that much written about her. But uh, I did find out she was completely self taught, and she's like one of the wow. only. She was like the only woman in this space in the seventies at all. 
Um, and Make she kind of like defined this. Brandy, I'm ready. <laughs> Consider it done. I'm going to start. I, I'm starting 15 podcasts during this thing. I am <laughs> sick of the sound of my own voice. <laughs> and she did illustrate some, like she illustrated the cover for Sand Kings, uh, which I think we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd actually never heard of it, but uh, uh, I was like, I don't yeah, uh, that is such a like very specific aesthetic that like. Yeah. Everybody is jacked and all the women are in bikinis and uh yeah. They're, and they're just like <laughs> fighting Dude, monsters. Also, Metallica yeah. used it for their power metal demo tape. That the, the yep. art is on the power metal demo is her art. I it feels like right. almost like I I hate that to hear that she's self-taught because I love a story where her and Lisa Frank went to the same art school <laughs> and there was a <laughs> moment enemies. where like where they're they were on the same trajectory and she's like I'm going this way and she's like and I'm going that way and the Lisa Frank story is like one of the best like business stories of all fucking time I want really? the Lisa Frank movie yeah. so she oh my god there's like a whole Jezebel expose about it like five or six years ago it's mm. like a cocaine fueled company she had this trash husband who like cheated on her with her like second in command and then Lisa Frank was like I'm out I'm moving to like my pink palace like whatever yeah. I, I'm and then her husband took over the company and just like always like turned the the like made it freezing in the building it would be like 40 degrees in the or however cold it was yeah he'd be on cocaine stomping around screaming at people drawing pandas for like years in arizona of course <laughs> it's great of, co- yeah, that's, of course could, it's in arizona yeah I could feel I the arizona dripping that. off that yeah <laughs> yeah you know, cave, cocaine fueled warehouse drawing pandas that's arizona it's where's a, that docuseries holy I shit i know it's, i want to see that it's an inc- it was like an incredible one-off piece that is like it's fucking time. It's called Inside the Rainbow Gulag. It came out in 2013. <laughs> so he, she hasn't gulag. really been involved with her. Like she created the aesthetic and then her husband and cocaine have been just recreating it ever since. No, I. she has since gotten divorced from the husband and the husband oh, has good. like started some like t-shirt company. So I think she might be back involved and that's why there's like Lisa Frank stuff in like Urban Outfitters now. But oh. she, she no, Oh, yo, as I search, this is what I, I'm like, what's going on? She has two sons, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Green and Forest Green. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yes. her son, Forest Green, uh, who is the one who's like running her Instagram account. Uh huh. Really? And like that's why the Lisa Frank. This is like an article from L. dot com from last summer. But yeah, okay. her her twenty year old son at the time who goes to UCLA has basically been like <laughs> talking like Miley Cyrus Diplo through the Lisa Frank account and just basically being like, "Yo, th- the brand's relevant, mom. Like, just let me fucking like talk on behalf of it." And yeah. Yeah. So many oh, sons. So many sons getting involved with these brands. You know. You I'm love glad her sons are because like her husband sucked, but I'm glad that the sons are like carrying the tradition on but then also if you look her like her whole like she got her business started by stealing art from indigenous artists so she's also trash wait what what culture is the happy killer whale from i want to (laughs) know yeah who i I want to be part of that tribe (laughs) yeah Yeah. who should i be crediting instead (laughs) she and i think it was like her early work was all stolen and then she made all the money that she launched her company is a whole thing. It's like how Barefoot Contest is built on dark money, but you're like, oh, you can't think too hard about it. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> uh, what, what is something you think is underrated, Brandy? Uh, well, I put my overrated and my underrated together here. Mm. Uh, 
underrated amphibians, overrated reptiles. Ooh. I think wow. we like, I don't think we think about amphibians enough. Right. Because they're like between a fish and a reptile. Yeah. I think we like give snakes and shit like they're too popular. What do you so think? What's a, give me an example of an amphibian that should be more popular. Um, like that little salamander guy that's got a looks like he's smiling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like those those little guys. I mean, love a salamander. Like, they're like less scaly. They're fun. I'm just gonna look up amph. I I came up with this right before we did this. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like little, just like there are so many crazy ass frogs, and like. Yeah. You know? Like Crazy Frog, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Pepe the Frog. Yeah, I mean, all, exactly. They all come from this common lineage. I think that frogs, <laughs> though, yeah, like, I when you bring that up, I'm like, that's right. They can bang under, like, they can breathe underwater, too. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. limited. And yeah. I think maybe we have to look at that as a true superpower in nature. <laughs> they're limitless. <laughs> yeah. They can, they can be wherever. They're Bradley Cooper, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but like, where's the conspiracy theory that all the rich people in the world are amphibians? You don't yeah, hear that. Right. It's yeah, right. It's only rather than like reptiles. Nah, they got it all wrong. They got <laughs> it the all wrong. The real powerful ones are amphibious, man. Absolutely. From the shape of water. he's That was amphibious. That oh. wasn't really a fish man. He's more of an amphibian man. That's true. Amphibian fuck monster. Exactly. <laughs> well, would you rather have that or like Jeffrey Epstein? Like those are the two. <laughs> That's the scale. I think it's amphibian. Yeah. Yeah. Love the fish man. That guy ruled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, inflatable dinosaur suits do not count as PPE. I'm going to just. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone. That famous suit we see people doing tr- skateboard tricks and the like, that's not medically suitable yeah. to protect you from. Ugh. So how did you yeah. find it? Guys, I got to call my yeah. wife at the hospital real quick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sent her off with some bad info. <laughs> yeah, look, when this all started, I bought a couple of costumes because I yeah. was like, just in case, I just want to make sure I'm good to go. Look, honey, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. But please don't let the first words you say, I told you so. Okay? I just, But I have to tell you something. But let, don't let that be the first thing you say. That dinosaur suit might not actually protect you. So I'm sorry. Look, I just it, look. I just want. I want it to be true that they work, but they don't. And I'm. And I realize now it may actually. You're right. It may have been the reason for your light fender bender. It is hard to drive in that thing. As well. It's a little bit difficult. Yeah, but you are in your own airbag at the same time. So, right, so double. You're double bagging it. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to show up to the hospital with COVID-19 in a T-Rex who just like, I'm not contagious. I'm containing it. I'm containing. Why is everybody so into that suit, though? I mean, it's hilarious. It's really it funny. It's a good suit. Yeah, it's got the way the... it moves is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're at the hospital, I feel like everyone gets a Patch Adams vibe from it. It makes mm-hmm. people, they're like, oh, yeah. this is fun. But it's then, like, the new clown nose. It's so funny. I remember on Halloween this year, like there were roving dino gangs in the neighborhoods oh, yeah. of like kids really? trick or treating. Yeah. Yes. yeah, oh yeah. Like it was wild to the point. I'm like, are you all that? this unoriginal? Like this is the fad. The fad is so strong. No, all y'all just said, okay, I guess we're all dinosaurs. But the sad thing is when you see a group of dinosaurs 
and one kid has like the defective suit that clearly doesn't hold the air in. So like the head's right. all droopy and shit. <laughs> and it looks like the dude's like like having like passing out midway on a walk while his friends got the rigid right. <laughs> T-Rex suit on. It's just a sad sight. He's showing signs of a stroke. Yeah, yeah, just slowly. Faces. It's like the right yeah. side is failing a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't be too hard on them because, like, I had the same <laughs> the same Halloween costume as everybody when I was their age, except mine was like fucking Superman mask with like the store bought like Superman mm. crappy. Why? It's why did good. we even need a Superman mask? That's that's my question. They're scary. Um, they're they're really. So, cool. I think so. Yeah. So black and brown children could wear their internalized white supremacy on the outside. Yeah. 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 Exactly. For Halloween this year, I think I'm gonna wear one of the inflatable T-Rex suits, but with a Borat costume over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan this yeah. year. And a pimp, and a from a problematic pimp bag costume, like the fur hat. Yeah, yeah, now, exactly. you've, now you've hit the trifecta of fuck Just a you costume. dinosaur down the street. <laughs> I think I think that recognizable Halloween costumes are kind of underrated because there's nothing worse than someone explaining to you what they are. Like oh, they're yeah. at a party, it's you're like I don't know what that is. Yeah, they're, like, they're oh, like, yeah, right. They're like, do you like experimental German cinema? And oh, I'm like, wait, <laughs> nah, actually, forget it, dude. I get it. You're some kind of clown or whatever. Fine. I've been digitizing my home videos and there's like a long ass video of my brother when he's three trying to explain which NASCAR race car driver he said like he's dressed as to other kids and they just like he loses them. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm Bill Elliott. He has McDonald's on his back. And they're like, we're, we're ghosts. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. It's, it's the same energy as having someone explain a dream to you. It's like <laughs> yeah. that right. kind of thing where you're like, uh-huh. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I never wanted. But like, this. wasn't Bill Elliott probably about to like retire? Was he gonna retire? Maybe by the time I don't know. I'm thinking of like how this was like early. This was 2000. Damn. So all I right. think he might have still been in the mix. I don't know. They were. It was at the point Actually, where they I'm made. Also, I'm also thinking of like my early mem- memories of Bill Elliott as right. a race car driver, and like that's way back. And then I'm also remembering. To be a NASCAR driver, your eyes, hands, and feet just need to work. You don't have yeah. to be like running like a 9.5 second 100 meter dash. It's so not a game it. of skill. It's not a game of skill. Oh, I, I mean, you try, you try and I'll take that thing. It. You try and take 700 <laughs> wild horses around those corners. I don't have a fucking driver's license, but I'll say it. It's not a game of skill. <laughs> Yo, I would love to see that. Best news show. Someone with no driver's license. All right, asshole. Now you're in a NASCAR race. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I would pay. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, real quick, let's check in with Richard Epstein. I think everybody was thinking it, uh, so let's just go ahead and do it. Uh, he's right. a libertarian economist uh, who I referenced like three weeks ago because he, uh, he writes for the Hoover Institute at Stanford. Uh, he's very well-respected law professor and economist, and he was just out here being like, guys... It's not that bad. The deaths are going to top out at 500. And like, this is all just a way for the government to seize power. Um, Wait, he thought the his first death estimate was only 500 human total? beings in the human United deaths, States? Total, total, yes. Ugh. And okay. then people pointed out like how uh, his thing was already wrong like two days later. That mm-hmm. 500 people had died, and he upped it like he went back and edited the article so that it said 5,000. 
Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, so now he's good. Now he's got it. Uh, but now he's a couple like, more zeros, dude. <laughs> he's still publishing things where he argues like that this is all bullshit. That uh, it's not like conspiracy theory shit, but it's it is like still obstinately insists that the government doesn't need to like do lockdowns and they should be. Uh, just letting people who are at risk just social distance themselves or like lock themselves away. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's truly, it reminds me of that thing uh, where like people in cults are above average intelligence because you can just like convince yourself of any yeah. anything when you're smart enough, like you're good enough at arguing so you can argue whatever truth is convenient for you. It really is like he is still out here, still finding a way to just have his head so far up his ass. Uh, It's pretty fun, though, to kind of follow him on Twitter because every time he posts an article, there's just like 12 likes and like 12,000 people just being like, yo, (laughs) shut the fuck up. How, How can you still be talking right now? I mean, right. yeah, they, people like this who have gone out. I mean, everything you boil these assholes' arguments down, they always boil down to money is more important than human life. That's essentially yes. it. Because the thrust yeah, of yeah. the article is like, I don't know if based on the death toll, if this is worth the damage to the economy. Fuck that. Not enough people yeah. give a fuck about how the economy works in that sense. Like, we're not business owners. We're not no. the we're not the owner ownership class. We're the worker class. That mm-hmm. does not mean anything to me. So what I need to hear is my life is worth something. So people should just be like, sorry, sir, your take is actually completely fucked up because your bottom line is money is more important than human life. And like, that's just not how we're going to bang as a a species into the future. But hey, I don't know. That could be the way we're going. Well, and it's like, God forbid somebody close to him actually gets it. And then he is forced to have some sort of empathy at all. Like, that's like literally what it would take for him to be like, oh, like you just can't extend that that thought to somebody that you don't know. It's just horrific. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's incapable of it. It's con- um, it's a convenient mental space to be in where you mm-hmm. absolutely deny that anything bad could happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where every that's the only place you can operate in to be able to go out here and scream your head off like we need to open these yeah. nail salons up because I mean, my goodness, if it if it's even 1 degree closer to you, you begin looking at it completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. different. Yeah, I'm excited okay. for the bowling alleys, though, guys. I, let's let's hit up those bowling alleys. That's what that's one of the first things they're opening up. And well, yeah, thank God, what? I've that, missed bowling. That's so and also much. like one of the most. I mean, every environment you think of is the germiest environment, but like bowling alleys are germy as hell. The like shoes, they're, yeah. There's the shoes, the ball. Like you guys, don't switch shoes and share shoes with strangers when you're just like going oh. about your everyday life. I love just oh, sh- so shoving gnarly. my fingers into a ball. That <laughs> oh I'm yeah, share. <laughs> you it's guys just never like, just ugh. yeah roll a roll a spit ball down the lane just and then fucking yeah. let that thing fly. <laughs> let that thing oh, fucking man. roll. Seriously, but like yeah, it's what a who need. I mean, again, that's what's so uh, it's so clear. Like, if that's a thing that's being prioritized, the bowling alley, or people are saying, like, I mean, you got to be able to open the bowling alleys. Like, who? That's a very clear Some big uh, recreational activity for a specific group of Americans. Because yeah, that's people, the dude lobby. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big dude. Big dude is that's <laughs> big dude is yeah, out here. Big, big bowling shirts out here on these streets. These guys are like, if the bowling if the bowling alley isn't open, then I can't wear the shirt that covers my paunch. That seems like I have like right. a hobby of some kind. Like <laughs> And I can't wear that with the fedora, not at the bowling alley. Exactly. Well, it's also these idiots that it's like they, they can't, like, just be friends with a guy without an activity of some kind. They're like, I need to have right. something to talk about separately from actually just, like, communicating with a friend of mine that I care about because right. I can't tell him I care because then I'd be okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's so toxic that you're like, ah, must yeah. inject some activity so it's not meaningful human communication, which I have mistaken for weakness. Yeah, exactly. Just want to shove my fingers into a ball repeatedly while talking to my guy friends about nothing that I actually want to talk about. When all I want to tell them is how scared I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a bowling ball is just a platonic glory hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Wow. Facts. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like thing. I have. I find myself doing this. I don't know, Jack. If it's the same way, like. Oh, men in general, this is not news. Like we're not, we don't have the same kind of communication skills to be like honest with each other. Like I'm mm -hmm. having find myself being like, yo, what's going on with you right now? Tell me mm -hmm. that please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, it's weird because in the quarantine, like I'm also kind of developing better skills of like trying to actually communicate in that way as well. Really? Because like with other guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I was always, I'm a very sensitive person, so I'm always talking my shit, though, too, but yeah, also, yeah. like, yeah. being aware of, like, creating the space to do that mm -hmm. for, like, your friends, too, because, yeah, I can go on a Zoom call, and I can rant for one hour straight with the homies about absolutely nothing, but yeah, at the yeah. same time, right. knowing their parents, they're small business owners, mm -hmm. they have dreams themselves, all of this yeah. shit is in flux now, I'm like, let's also, like allow each other to like air anything and have that be a place because i feel like at times like th those they're like two ways a zoom call can go with men it's like mm -hmm. dude COVID 19 doesn't exist or mm -hmm. like we're gonna be a little more vulnerable and begin to be like damn man like it sucks like i had this shit at work i don't have anybody to talk to like i miss this mm -hmm. thing and you know i think it's important that everybody pull it out you know take use the Absolutely. awkward silences like the psa says just like fucking just for talk. sure well, I do like that this has made socializing more mindful, I think, because you yeah. have to be like, oh, this is the person I will communicate with right now in this moment or whatever, versus right. just like, oh, I could just go to a bar and just feel like I'm being social, being around people and not saying anything yeah. and run into whoever we run into versus being like, oh, right. I would like to talk to this person and vaguely this is what I would like to talk about, talk yeah. to them yeah. about or whatever, which is kind of, that is kind of nice, I think. Yeah. It's making, you know. Definitely. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, it's movie time. We're talking men. <laughs> we're talking men in black. Uh, <laughs> we're talking men. You know we're talking black. <laughs> talking we're talking, we're talking black in. Men <laughs> in black. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. And let me just crack my Mountain Dew Zero Baja Blast. Oh, oh wait, my that's God. real? Yeah, that's right. I, wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. What did you say? What yeah. combination of words Mountain did you say? Mountain Dew Zero Baja Blast. So wait, they, they randomly. They, they, they put that in cans? Yeah. Wait, I they didn't put know it that. in cans. That's Dude, this is it's got a little Taco Bell logo up in the corner. No, oh it does not. Oh, my God. It does. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Know. How the, long has that been on the market? Fucking serious. There, there was oh only a 12-pack oh. at 
a 12 pack at Ralph's when I was uh, buying food coloring uh, for my son's school project. There was a 12 pack. <laughs> when I was buying food buying coloring so- for my Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to be more for blue. More blue. blue. <laughs> the response to COVID that we needed. Yes, right. like, put it's, the Baja Blast in funny, cans. Like, I'm wondering if this is like. It's like uh, Zoltar and Big, and like I just found the one like mystical example of this, nah. or if they're actually like rolling this out. I, I mean, mean, it's funny. It shows up yeah. on the Walmart website, and it, there's even an option to add it to your wedding registry. So you know, all respect. <laughs> where maybe it's I due. do want to get married. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Jack, are you like Anyways, rationing it out? Are you rationing it out? Like like this is one my a day? Second one today. Hey. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. I just the, the yeah. levels of the levels that, vibes. that the name of this put me through because Mountain Dew in a can just like feels good anyway. I did not mm-hmm. know that Baja Blast in general was available in cans. Right. Because I don't yeah. I don't I honestly don't even know if I want that information because <laughs> that is dangerous. Because right now it's yeah. been like, oh, that's my treat when I go through a Taco Bell. Yeah. But then you add the word zero to the end of it. Yeah. This is a sugar-free Baja Blast. Does it how does it stack up? Does it taste like it? It tastes like it, yeah. The Mountain Dew oh Zero is very good. Diet yeah. Soda Hive, we have yeah. a problem. Wow. Check That's in. exciting. I'm, I'm so excited know, about that. <laughs> this is this is the hope that I've needed to get me through the quarantine. Okay, yeah. Oh I, I mean, Men in Black was cool and all, but let's just kind of really get our heads <laughs> around this dig Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I mean, based on, I'm doing searches right now, it's popping up everywhere. So in a way, I feel like mm. I'm in denial that something like i could be ignorant to the existence of this product yeah. so i'm like i don't know it's got to be and then i'm like as i look i'm like no nah, i just missed that and i think I also they're just doing it soda. just with the zero to expose people to the mountain dew zero because they are having tr- like that was clearly a priority for them because they had that weird brian cranston ad where he plays jack nicholson from the shining uh but there's mountain dew zero for some reason the mom from blackish is in it and then, yeah. uh, hmm. but like maybe it wasn't catching on, so they were like, "All right, let's let's put a no-brainer, great product out there that everybody's gonna clamor for." That would be my uh, guess. I, again, this Baja Blast whole thing is a treasure trove of content because even when I search Mountain Dew Baja Blast, I can find reviews of the product just just very narrowly of what it's like. This is one review I've read. Great flavor. I first encountered this flavor of Mountain Dew in a slush at Taco Bell. That was the beginning of forever. It was a must that I try the regular soda, and it's a 10 for me. I would definitely recommend this soda for others to try. I absolutely love it. One more. Great taste, but still tastes a bit different than getting it from the fountain machine. Drink it cold from the bottle, because it doesn't taste the same over a glass with ice. Great color. Blend it with some ice for a yummy smoothie. I would definitely no! smoothie is not the word. That's not, not smoothie, a smoothie is, sir. That's not a smoothie, sir. What if you sir? put milk in that? I'm that sorry, was- ma'am. Samantha G. That was Samantha G. From a review on influencer.com. Samantha G's on notice. That's nasty. Uh, dude, there's another being a Mountain Dew drinker for 12 to 13 years. I can say that Baja Blast is hands down the most enjoyable flavor I've experienced. I'm always on the hunt to buy this stuff during the warmer months. To me, it's well worth the money if you like a fruity lime flavor. My only complaint is that they don't sell it here during the cold months. The Again, cold like, months. This is. I think we've months. we're in a we're dealing with a whole another country. I feel like yeah. of our oh, Mountain Dew Baja Baja Blast. It's real, Holy gang. Shit. It's real. I love wow. Yeah. Um, shit. Wow. 
I'm anyway. so excited. Right. I can't, I'm going to go to a Ralph's for the first time in forever. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Like I, this is also not men in black related, but uh, I, I did notice like as I was driving to the store with my mask and gloves on, like there were just people walking all over the place. I mean, the the weather in LA yeah. uh, past couple of days has been really nice, but people were just. It was like, all right, enough with this social distancing stuff. The weather's too nice for that. So, um, yeah, yeah guys, not great. You gotta keep doing it. You gotta keep doing it. I, I, I honestly just check out the Mountain Dew Baja Blast reviews. There, the people are so like sincerely <laughs> enthusiastic about it. <laughs> so excited. One, one just starts off. Baja Blast runs through my veins. It makes all of my stress and worries disappear. When it isn't okay, in stores, my was, heart breaks. That one okay. was me. That was yeah, yeah. Say. Yeah. Say. Uh, read the username on that. Uh, yeah. the, it says the family J O B. Yeah, there it is. Have we thought about injecting Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero into our veins and seeing if uh, that will cure yeah. the COVID rather than Lysol? Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll see. Maybe. see what Trump says. God, the yeah. poor, the poor. Like, he didn't say you should drink Lysol. it. He just said you should <laughs> inject it. Inject it. Clean out your lungs with it. Like maybe it'll clean out your blood. Like it's germs. Oh my God! Please, the Doctor Burke's face was so painful to see during that moment. Uh, I, I honestly, I lost five years of my life from cringing so hard. The, the I do love the human reflex of when you're hearing something that's like impossible to mentally comprehend. Or you just begin with, yeah. blinking incessantly, like. I, 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 it was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. All right, you can, but this is yeah. all going to be old news by the time we get to Monday, which is why we're talking Men in Black. Which uh, is not old news. A little film, 1997 it came out, just in time. <laughs> I, yeah, we, I remember seeing this in screens. theaters. I did not realize it was as old as it is. I was like, oh. I know, okay. so old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is sort of near the beginning of Will Smith's career. He had Bad Boys in 95, Independence Day in 96, and then this in 97. This is like Enemy peak. of the State in 98, yeah. and he would have had The Matrix, Matrix next, in 90- but instead he did wow. Wild Wild West. Wicked Wild Wild. I think the thing that this has, it's got like funny aliens that aren't like, yeah, they're scary, but they're also like cartoon characters. They're like, it almost helps you feel like, yeah, man, like aliens, and we live together because they're like they smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and are toxic. And then yeah, there are other also people. Pieces of shit, it's great. Yeah, and then there's like also like great gadgets. Like we don't have gadgets yeah. like we used to in movies, like we did in the '90s. Like that was one thing mm-hmm. I remember being a child, and after seeing nearly every like action film, there was some fucking gadget I wanted to have. Like I'd be like, I need a Turtle Com, or I need a Dick Tracy watch, <gasps> or, or the- I need a fucking Neuralizer. Yeah. Like, the, this yes. this like this era is like my favorite balance of like practical effects and computer effects where it yeah. feel like they they're not totally because now like there's no practical effects ever but seeing like this like that guy's face open mm-hmm. and having yeah. that look be a practical so cool. effect and then the com- and then the little Babu freak inside you're yeah. like oh shit Babu oh. freak yeah it was Rick Babu Baker who's like one of, who's a legend and when it comes to practical effects it's so. amazing. But it, it reminds me of like Jurassic Park. Everybody talked about the CG, uh, the CGI being like the thing that made that great. But it was actually like a mixture of CGI and practical effects. Practical. And like most of the things we think are CGI are actually practical effects that they just like touched up with CGI. 
And I feel like that's what they well, did that's what, here. That movie still looks so good. Yeah. And this this still looks pretty good. Yeah. 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 There weren't that many times when I was like, oh, really? This is fucking painful. <laughs> even, like they, even the fucking talking pug, I was like, I watched that scene like <laughs> twice because I'm like, yeah. yeah. Dude, this looks fucking on point for now. Yeah, it's like, really good. For now, even. I have a real yeah. thing with like that. I think we've even talked about it before, but like I have a real thing with that kind of animal. Like that, this area. Okay, I don't. The pug is very funny, but I used to have nightmares about those dead-eyed animals that throw just jaw flaps and they're like, <laughs> right. ah, 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 and then it's just like a dog's like forty-yard stare. It's like to still the scariest shit in the entire world to me. Yeah, especially Wait, those glassy think- pug eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you think yeah. Dogs are dead-eyed. <laughs> they're they're okay. The when when paired with a human mouth, it's yeah, really yeah, scary. That is yeah, okay. I don't know. I used. To, do you remember that movie Cats and Dogs? I think it came out in like '99. Yep. I saw that movie theater. I saw that in theaters yeah. when I was a kid, and like we had to leave the theater. It's too scary. Oh. Is that the right. one that was like that said like Cats rule, dogs drool was like the oh, subtitle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, and it was like all celebrity voice. Yeah. Like body That's horror. So fun. It was. Great. How do you feel about that Tumblr about uh, sharks? being replaced with human teeth. I like it. Okay. (laughs) Wait. There's an actual fish that looks like it has human teeth, and it really freaks me out. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Guys, let's go through Men in Black real quick, though. Let's just kind of... I I did a running diary, and and you guys can jump in anywhere. So uh, are are we going chronologically here? Yeah, let's go cron. Let's go cron. Okay. Okay. all right, so first scene, they're they're illegal aliens. There's a lot of illegal alien jokes. There's like a human trafficker, but he's like a fun human trafficker. He gets pulled over. John Grease, who plays Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite, is the driver. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Hell yeah. I will pop in every now and then with trivia. And then the men in black are like, ah, okay, you can go back to... Your human trafficking. Go, go yeah. ahead. We yeah. just need to get this alien dude. I like that Border Patrol is just as stupid uh, in 1997 as it is now. <laughs> yeah, well, back then, it was. It was. It reminds us of a pre-ICE world when it just yes, used to be right. INS. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. INS right. are the guys who are the, you know, rowdy cowboy, mm-hmm. slackjaw, yokel cowboys are trying to portray them as. But it was. it's interesting to see them, like, in that scene, right? Clearly, mm-hmm. when Tommy Lee Jones pulls up with his old man partner... <laughs> They're, yeah. Like he has like a very John humane Bolton. approach to the migrants that he's yeah. like he's like yeah get the fuck out he's like hey how you doing yeah. all right you good welcome you good? to America but Fine. then it gets really dark if you just look at it like very on its surface it's like these guys came were nice to this group but then yeah. singled out one guy and took him into the dark of the desert night by right. themselves and like what is that what message was that even sent what? to the people who were like he let us go but he took that one guy who was nonverbal <laughs> the whole time uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of mixed mixed messages in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, also, that alien when Tommy Lee Jones is like, "Let me get a look at this guy." He cuts the dude's poncho open, and it's just an alien holding a rod with a <laughs> head on a it. I'm like, my man, you got all this technology to put this fucking human head on a stick, Seriously. but your other plan is okay. Just drape the poncho on me, hold and the stick, stick. Yeah. and then I will open doors and shit somehow. Uh, again, I, I I found myself watching this film and going through all the weird holes of the alien logic. I'm glad you're watching this movie very critically. Is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is my big question. We're then introduced to Will Smith at mid 
chase. He's chasing mm-hmm. a perp down by, on foot. Uh, he's in like orange pants that like are they part of an intentional outfit was he undercover as a clown or like a prison inmate like it seems like there's going to be a reason that he's wearing that but then he's there's not he's just like that that was his outfit that's his outfit. i mean he's just a plain think- he's just a plain clothes dt yeah you know it's but, so is the jacket that's tied he, okay all right is the jacket that's tied around his waist part of the pants, or is it like Wait, half hold a on. Is this question about what role Will Smith plays within the New York Police Department, his uniform, or the actual mechanics of the outfit he's wearing? Like the you, mechanics you believe he's wearing of the a jumpsuit? Outfit. Oh, he's so wearing, he has a jumpsuit? So he has like big orange pants, <laughs> Yeah, but then he has like a, a matching orange shirt tied around his waist. Yeah. Yeah. So he just yeah. had the nice tracksuit. Yeah, take it easy, Tim Gunn. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't working for you. It just feels very chunky and not well thought out. It does. I love the I love the suits in this, but like I Will Smith's plain clothes in this movie are very underrated. I always forget how good. Yeah, he has. He still like manages to wear like three or four amazing outfits before you get to the suit. I realized that there were moments like in this, as I watched it, I realized how many things I actually modeled for myself from this film. Really? I have the, I had oh, the so running weird. shoes that Will Smith is wearing with that outfit, the outfit in question that Jack mm-hmm. is talking about. Mm-hmm. They're, they're running <laughs> shoes from the 90s called the Air Max Triax. I had them shits because I remember seeing Will Smith wear them. I also wore them. I also, he also wears the Reebok Shaq Gnosis a basketball sneaker in a later scene I when he first gets those, to the headquarters. Yeah. Another shoe I tried to buy, they did not have in my size, but that was also due to Will Smith. One other moment, I also wanted to drive a Ford LTD like the car they drove. I would say how much I wanted to drive a Ford LTD up until maybe about 15 when I realized that Damn. that's just not... Anyway, I realized how much <laughs> consumer shit this shit this film did to me, so yeah, I will, I will, I will cape for the outfits. <laughs> Um, yeah, his second outfit, the one that's like yellow and like has like a bright yellow cod piece stripe down the middle looks Mm -hmm. like a store bought children's bumblebee transformers Halloween costume, like the body part of it. It's pretty cool. I thought Um, he was wearing a Nietzsche from the late nineties is what I saw (laughs) in that piece. But he's also, he didn't even mention his really dope outfit. That's the outfit he wears when he comes back when he realizes he wants yeah. to join. When he goes right. in for the audition. That's my favorite one. He has the fantastic baggy jeans with the New York Timberlands on. Uh yeah, that yeah. shimmery red, like kind of in between, supposed to be like looks like it's cut like a denim jacket, but jacket, it's shimmery. But like also Ooh. a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rock that shit now. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a great example of a trope that I feel like was huge in 90s movies where they cut into a scene of Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith and he's like and I said honey why are you eating my popcorn and then like he starts laughing really hard it's a good laugh yeah a Tommy Lee Jones laugh is good like yeah because it's got that like emphysema like tinge to it It's Absolutely. like it's, it's it's heezy wheezy a little bit. You're so like, like, oh, that laugh lived through Nam. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, you're like you're like he's actually putting himself at risk, enjoying himself as much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That but laugh that was trope never young. Was never so young. 
that trope just was used constantly. The whole like cut in and like yeah. hear the punchline to the joke. Like the rectum damn near killed him, I think. In Black Sheep. Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that Black Sheep? Black that Sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rectum and then, damn near killed him. I feel like the, it, has, it shouldn't be used otherwise. I did not like it in this part. Another bit of trivia. This was a line my friend group, when we saw this as 12, 13 year olds, we latched mm-hmm. onto constantly. We'd always go, honey, this one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> and that's the line. And it turns out like that actual punchline, I think it's in it's in a few films, actually, like in uh, people oh, were pointing out that it was like really? almost a trope. Like it's been in a daredevil issue. It was in another film in the 60s hmm. that that specific honey, this one's eating my popcorn. And I was like, what the fuck is the setup? And the setup is a fucking gross. Like it's not. Oh, really? The, yo. OK, so do you, you want me to. This is what I found when I was like, what is the setup for the honey? This one's eating my popcorn one. It's this. This is what the joke is. So a man and a woman decide to take a movie in one night. And it just so happens that one on that same night, a farmer has decided to sneak in one of his roosters from his farm. After getting their snacks, the couple head into the darkened auditorium, which is nearly full. There are only two seats left, and they happen to be next to the farmer and the rooster, which he is concealed in his pants. Midway through the movie, the rooster pokes his head out of the farmer's zipper and begins to peck and eat the woman's popcorn. She notices and nudges her husband, saying, Honey, look at what this guy's cock is doing. Her husband replies, I don't pay it no mind. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So she looks over at her husband and says, yeah, but honey, this one's eating my popcorn. Uh Uh-huh. No. Imagine how long it took to write that joke. Now, this is what I suspect. (laughs) I have a feeling that there might not actually be a real setup, and this was someone doing their darndest to submit it to a joke. Yeah, Yeah, it's a reverse engineer for sure. My new favorite thing when you hear like a long-winded, stupid-ass joke like that is to picture that scene from Little Women where Saoirse Ronan is writing by candlelight for five (laughs) days. And then the other like I did it. <laughs> yeah. They're the like, stacks okay. on stacks. <laughs> Here's the Here joke. It is. And then by this page six hundred and one you say, Honey, this one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> there's the part the scene where Tommy Lee Jones like explains everything to him and he's like, Humans for the most part don't have a clue and they don't want one. And it's yeah. them like sitting on a bench looking at the Twin Towers in 1997, yeah. which is weird. Um, prescient moment. What do they know? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, there's the the there's a couple like ominous Twin Tower scenes for sure. Uh, there's well, also yeah. I, I love how they use this to like use aliens as like a cultural touching point to like spin off a ton of other bits like what happened to Elvis like what the origin of liposuction is even though Tommy Lee Jones says liposuction and I'm always mm-hmm. like it's I was raised hearing lipo yeah. to this day still bothers me hearing him say liposuction uh, and it probably is <laughs> right but whatever and then I was also looking I took a second to try and take stock when they said we're actually watching all the aliens around the world and oh, the yeah. people that are on so there did Sylvester it Sylvester Stallone's in there right hey, it's a real yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone. Yeah. Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. uh Isaac Mizrahi, Danny DeVito, <laughs> Al Roker, Barry Sonnenfeld, Dion oh. Warwick, Anthony Robbins, George Lucas, Spielberg, and Chloe Sonnenfeld, Barry's daughter. I, I had to do a little surgeon to figure out who that was, and it was his daughter. Whoa. Huh. All right. Nice. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Men in Black. Uh-huh. 
And we're back. I always forget that there is a woman in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, she is very I like it's it's I, I it's she could be so easily removed from the story and nothing would change. Um, no. Well, you wouldn't get those gratuitous shots of her like hanging out of the tree with her skirt being hiked up. Uh, I know like, there's such long the time. That, I like that. The, I like that. Her she's character's a there for 15 minutes. Like, oh, I'm yeah. in this tree branch. <laughs> she does not try to extract herself. She does not scream. She's just there. Like, yeah, <laughs> she gets it. She, yeah. yeah, she's chill. She's not like the other girls. She's not going to try to liberate <laughs> herself from a tree. They're <laughs> cool girl. I'm wearing heels in a tree that an alien bug threw me into. <laughs> um, I love queens. Yeah. <laughs> so the sexual chemistry with the like mortician, the attempt to have like a sexual chemistry between her and Will Smith is weird. And then like they, the next woman we see is Tommy Lee Jones looking at like the woman he loves, and she's just like a, a woman gardening outside of a house and then like looking off into the middle distance like it's a plex psoriasis medication ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so like it's just such stock footage it's like wow you guys really like don't think about women ever at all in any <laughs> way I, no to your point jamie like i haven't seen this film in maybe uh, 15 years at least oh wow and i couldn't i i was almost certain that Linda Fiorentino's character came in much sooner than like with 30 minutes left in the film. I was it's like, what so, the fuck? Yeah, she's just barely yeah. in it. And there's not even like a an, uh, a female uh, alien at any point. Like they, it's such an easy way just to like add one in is just to have like <laughs> one of the exposition aliens be a woman. <laughs> I nah, like only she- men. Aliens are all men. Come on, dude. Yeah. I like that they oh. make her an agent at the end, but then don't they kind of undo that in the next movie where they're like, actually, Tommy Lee Jones is back. Like, Yeah. yeah, I, for, yeah. I forget what happens in the next the, one. The whole logic of how she went from being like working at the city morgue to then being like, well, she did shoot the bug in the back. I guess <laughs> she, we'll like previously this was in. only like, open to like the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors. Yeah. But then it's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. She was pretty chill. Yeah, they keep think- they pick Will Smith because he has that chance encounter with an alien when he like runs him down, mm-hmm. and then they pick her because she has a chance encounter <laughs> because the cat like happened to follow the body to the yeah. morgue, which by the way has a front desk and a bell. Like, yeah, they're getting a lot of walk-ins at the morgue or something with David Cross <laughs> running it. David Cross oh, yeah, gives what a, a truly baby. great performance. Yeah, I was like, I oh my god, look how young he is here. The <laughs> moment when he he actually great acting when he brings up the bug spray from behind the counter and it's clearly yeah. pissing Edgar off, and yeah. he does this crazy quivering lip thing to be like, oh, "You're gonna kill me!" And I was like, "Damn, Cross, you got fucking range, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> they don't give Alvin and the Chipmunks to just anybody. <laughs> no, I also really like. I also really like that scene because uh, Agent K at that point, like uh, Will Smith is in like not getting the hint. Uh, He thinks that she's talking. She wants to show him her vagina, I think. Uh, is what yeah. is what we're meant to think there. Uh, it makes no human sense. Like I need to show you something. I hadn't yeah. like I hadn't yeah. seen this. We did this on the Bexel cast, but like three years ago, and I was like, oh right, like there's. Just <laughs> a lot of but weird I love this part because Tommy Lee Jones' character just like 
just casually like pulls out a cigarette because like yeah he's just bored and there's nothing for him to do and so it it just reminds me of like the part in Ghostbusters where like suddenly Dan Aykroyd's like has a cigarette dangling out of his lips. It's just like such a different era when like smoking was something that like characters would do that like it wasn't like they were a smoker. It was just something just you did when you were standing yeah. around in a building. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, our friends at Philip Morris paid good money for that uh, advertising. Let's get it in yeah. there. <laughs> Smoke is stuck just a weird, inexplicable cigarette. There's another I, thing yeah. with, again, uh, alien logic hole. When the two Archillians are meeting up at the pierogi restaurant, Rosenberg, the jeweler, he meets up with the other dude who's like the big lurch looking guy. Yeah. The, yeah. They're just speaking in their mother alien tongue in public? Yeah, bro. I don't it's know. I been, Nobody's going to notice. I like languages, and I'm like, I never heard this. What's this? What's going on mm. over here? Who are these guys? What's going on here? Again, well, this is something yeah, I thought of. That's because we live in in L.A., and in New York, you don't listen to anybody's other table. They could be speaking (laughs) some gabagoo over there. It's their business. I got a subway (laughs) ride to catch. Come on. Honestly, I put microwave pierogies on my grocery list after seeing that scene. You're like, oh, damn, those are so... I would love real pierogies, but I'll take microwave pierogies Mm, from Vaughn. Yeah. Always another thing. I never... I I didn't have pierogies for the first time until I went to Toronto for our live show back in February of this year. Uh, and I have been lusting time. after the pierogi They're because so of this film, never having the opportunity to have it until I had real, I had real Polish pierogies like 10 years ago, and I think about it all the fucking time. Really? Yeah. They're so good. They're just, uh, I don't know. They're so fucking good. That'd be a good quarantine project, like learn to make some good-ass pierogies at home. Pierogies? Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine it's pretty, once you get the hang of it, you got to dial in yeah. those flavors. It's something else. Oh, it's so um, good. Is there again? I love that they call the tabloids. They re- respect the power of the yeah. Bloid. I love as the that. Hot yeah. bring back mm-hmm. Bloid Watch. Bloid I think watch. that's like one Bloid of three watch. things that I've like remembered from this movie. I thought that was so cool. That I they... used to, I used to, I used to pay attention. <laughs> You're to like, them more yes. after this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, after this, I was like, that's that, where the truth is. And I started is. smoking after this. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah, <laughs> good enough for you. And I just want a busted old Ford sedan from the early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just love being in seventh grade, just chain smoking bubblegum cigarettes, read about Bat Boy. It just felt exactly. like I was in this movie. It was great. With a Re- pair of like- wax lips on. Yeah. Rewatching, I'm always like, what? I, I'm like, I just want to know where Tommy Lee Jones was at on understanding computers when this movie was shot. Oh, the like- way that he types. <laughs> you, you can feel the emotion as he's typing on that keyboard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You, he's just—he's like, really acting through his fingertips in that scene. That just like resigned, clickety clack, click clack, click clack. You see him on the keyboard. Clack, clack. You're like, yeah, that's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, Fuck. you can feel it through his keystrokes. <laughs> Let me see how an Academy Award winner types. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Um, just the I resignation like, when he taps her away—it's heartbreaking. Oh, uh, <laughs> when he's there, like looking at that woman great, on a nest cam. <laughs> there are a couple great uh, moments of like technological them not knowing how technology works there was like the mm-hmm. pretty soon like we're gonna be using even smaller cds than the cds we have now <laughs> which is true <laughs> which is true right. you ever have those little half guys those little yeah babies. like a little little singles yeah they yeah. They, were, they were popular in asia for sure mm-hmm. oh, oh we were they give each other oh, oh yeah in my middle school that was like a mixtape thing if you gave the little half cd to someone with like five you could fit like five songs on it good shit 
There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing that I appreciate about the film on one level is like if you want to, you can see that there is the it the whole film is sandwiched between these these images to show you that everything that happens on this planet means fuck all to yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So stop treating yourself fucking seriously, you moron. The first the first scene is like this cool dragonfly animation. You're like, oh cool. Whoa, it's it's dodging the fucking trucks. Then Maybe. splat. Fuck you. That shit, the version of you getting hit by a car as a dragonfly, the human equivalent happens all the time. And then at the very end of the film, cut to uh, some fucking alien is playing marbles with our goddamn galaxy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, Dude. but I'm important, but I'm important. Meanwhile, we're the toy of something else. I thought it's very subtle, but as I was watching it now, I was like, oh man, life is so impermanent and meaningless. Like when oh. you really take in, Woo. when you pull it, bring, like bring the full context of the universe into it. Oh yeah, I learned all my nihilism from Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got I that got, dragon ta- that dragonfly tattoo on your eye, like on your yeah, eyelid. <laughs> exactly, it's right there, so I can remember. Splat any the fact day. That, <laughs> the fact that they're so casual about the world being about to end and like kind of filled me with dread. I remember, like when I was a kid, I was like, ah, it's so, like it, shouldn't I they be care. taking it serious? On this watch, I found it very comforting. I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? You know what? Yeah. That's true. We should just be more chill about it. It's going to happen. We're just marbles in some fucking sick aliens game. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Exactly. Yeah. Except the alien that they that were all marbles inside of looks like the computer animation for like a educational yeah. video game from the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, that was probably like yeah. sadly the worst CG of the entire film was yeah. that yeah. last part. Was by, like, by a lot. That like weird three finger hand that like lifted up yeah. the marbles like yo you could have rendered that a little bit more. Get some texture yeah. on it, bro. Please. Yeah. Please. Can I get some texture on my aliens, please? Can I get texture on my alien hand, please? Uh, <laughs> another fun fact, Vern Troyer is also in this film playing oh. the, the role of alien son. Just Aww. I just I like I went through all the credits and I was like what look at hey, look at you over there I think it's when all those aliens were in line at the office oh. he played a tiny Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah, performance as the alien inhabiting a human body for the first time and like it doesn't fit them is so good. Well, we I mean, should have been nominated. Rip we haven't Torn. talked about how. Oh yeah, I mean everybody. Like let's re- Rip Torn, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, rest in. I rip. thought he was. Fantastic. Rip, rip. In- intergalactic kegger. I like say that in my head like once a week. Intergalactic kegger. The two things that in this movie, like when I hear Men in Black, intergalactic kegger and uh, the the wife saying a uh, Yeager suit like that. Oh, <laughs> I would just hear that goes, in my oh, head Oh, yeah, forever. that one. Uh, great performance by Siobhan Fallon Hogan, who's the actress who plays Beatrice. Oh, when, okay. Seminal line when she says, Egger. Your skin is hanging off your bones. That's <laughs> fucking to this day. I'll get it's that shit good. tied. Although, yeah. Ed, although what's sad though it is like our first glimpse of a male female relationship is this abusive marriage where he's like yeah. berating her about how useless yeah. she is, and yeah. then then he gets his Charlton Heston style. But yeah, uh, it was it was very interesting to again watch rewatch it like this. And be like, huh. It is like very disdainful of like just general humans. Like it's just like everyone's like real dumb and like, huh, Edgar, what's going on? Like everyone who's not a man in black is kind of a Mm -hmm. dipshit. 
I do like the end of the Beatrice scene where Will Smith is like, no, you got to go get yeah. a new outfit, redecorate your house. Mm. This guy was trash. You're like, yeah. 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 That's good. Hell yeah. I, I wish that they had tried to make her an agent, actually. That's what yeah. I would like to have seen. Wow. She was more relevant to the plot than Laurel. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and then she would have just been like, because she was so nonplussed by everything. Right? She actually probably has the right temperament. She's like, I've seen some shit. Yeah, show me an alien. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> I think she'd yeah. be a great man in black. And dealing with Edgar's dumbass. That he, yeah. There are some great physical comedy bits, and then one of them is from Vincent D'Onofrio when he's like mm-hmm. walking through the streets and his whole shit's yeah. fucked up because he's oh, inhabiting yeah. a yeah. rotting b- corpse. <laughs> yeah. There's one where yeah. he like he like gets in some guy's way and he gives him like this like yeah. one moment please finger that yeah. to this day again kills me every time I see it. And also the test taking scene, another mm-hmm. great bit of physical comedy sequence. That test taking scene, I like is kind of a weird Zen thing for me in my life. Like if I'm like overwhelmed in a situation where I don't know how to like solve a problem, I'll be like, wait, is there a table that should be pulling towards me right now? Like (laughs) (laughs) it straight is is like a thing that I will be like, is there something that I am not seeing right now? I like it's become a part of my life philosophy. Wow. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> did a great thing the, for uh, mid-century modern Scandinavian furniture. Uh, absolutely, a lot of the a lot of the that finishes scene I did really notice. allows Will Smith. First of all, he looks great as you mentioned. His outfit is dope, and second of all, it's yeah. just like him going off of that Carlton ass West Point grad is like so <laughs> perfect. It just really lets really? Will yeah. Smith eat. Best in of the his best Will of the best, Smith sir. Is it even fucking up the salute just to fucking fuck with him more? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One thing is, again, another weird thing was bugging me as an adult and as I deal with org charts and things like this. When Tommy Lee Jones is reducing his identity to Jay, he's just merely going backspace, 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 (laughs) backspace, backspace, backspace. leaving it to Jay. And then it suddenly it's like, oh, like new identity confirmed, Jay. And it literally said new identity, Jay. And I'm like, there's only, if everybody in this fucking place basically has like a one letter name, this is the only fucking J in the place. You only have however many people in this That's, building. Yeah, there could only be 26 yeah. men in black. At a time. Unless you're Ooh. like the the right parentheses is your name, like expanded to the whole oh, keyboard right, at a certain right. point. Mm. I'm and just this is asterisk. I thought it was weird. Yeah. Because they, I think they do delete the J and then like it, yeah, it, the whole name. I was just. I thought it was gonna just go to Jay, and then that would be his name. But, <laughs> but it, yeah, they just like Jay. cut, and then there's a giant Jay. Uh, yeah. It was also weird that they like rather than just you know deleting the files, they like had to erase his footprints as a baby, and it's just yeah. like yeah. The moments they choose to be thorough versus not in this movie is all over the place. Where sometimes they're just very much like, I don't know. And then other times they go to like that, like they'll go in a two minute (laughs) sequence to do one. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Also, I love the assumption that I'm like, I was like, how many women did Will Smith just ghost? (laughs) <laughs> when he did this. Right. I was thinking that. I was like, <laughs> right. were you, because you like seemed like you were probably like, had a, were in several relationships. Did you have pair? The implication yeah. is that he's like an orphan with no siblings or family that would care about him. Like, Even though he's third funny. of his name. Yeah, third of his exactly. <laughs> Third of his name, orphan, who... Like even yeah, like you're like this guy probably has a social life. He doesn't see, yeah. and it's weird because to be a man in black, you'd have to be some like curmudgeon, isolated, mm-hmm. lone wolf type figure. But this guy's like, 
This guy doesn't fit that, but I mean, hey, he's got he's got the looks. He's got the well, charm. Yeah. That's have true. you guys seen Man in Black Three? Do you know how mm-hmm. they complete the circle? No. No. Should we watch uh, that? Nah, probably not. Men in Black 3 is good. You guys should check it out. But there's an origin story that's actually really sweet and heartbreaking uh, to, like, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is not just meeting uh, Agent J for the first time in this movie. He just oh. He's just pretending to. Oh. Uh, they go way back. Oh, that's interesting. Very cute. That very, very what? warms my heart. I don't like that. I lo- I lo- well, I'm, I'm skipping that one. I'm going straight to Men in Black International. <laughs> <laughs> Something I can sink um, my teeth into. <laughs> Men in Black 3 is very is an underrated third film. Uh, I think That one came out up. like 10 years ago, right? That was like kind of way yeah. after? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Hemsworth is the one that just came out. Last year or something. International, yeah. yeah. Hem- which, Hemsworth and Tessa Which people Thompson. were like, I, I remember searching just to like see what kind of any interesting think pieces about Men in Black there were. But when I searched mm-hmm. Men in Black, one of the first things that came up was like, Men in Black International Review. I wish I could neuralize myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. There uh, it I is. Kn- I knew someone who worked on who worked on that movie. It was just like, it was the most unhappy time of his life. Oh, no. That's All a right. bummer. Yeah, and that someone is Hemsworth, right? Chris Hemsworth, or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I hate hate to see that because Tommy Lee Jones, also one of my birthday twins, also we have the same birthday, and Al Gore's roommate at Harvard. Well, (laughs) ties it all together. Ties it Uh, all together, guys. All roads lead back to Gore. At the end, when we see him as like his future agent, he's dressed like Neo from the Matrix, uh, which is weird. That Um, little. That standing caller, I was like, really? They, they had to show, it's like, nah, he's now he's top dog, baby. He, he can take liberties with the uniform. <laughs> and the other, the woman agent looks like, abs- like they did such a bad job of like styling her. I don't know. Not to be a the, bitch, but. The jacket uh, was ill-fitting. I will say that. Yeah, there, no, there could have been a so bit weird. more tailoring with that jacket. The buttons yeah. looked strained. Also, his yeah. suit at the end, controversial opinion maybe, was not good. No, I it do. was not. It was. It's a bad suit. He's got a bad yeah. suit. It's bad glasses. The original look is better, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Back when, yeah, the that standing collar or Mandarin collar, as they would call it at a prom shop, they're like, you know, the Mandarin collar is really popular now. We'll just we used to call it the Oriental collar. The, yeah. I mean, granted, it did come from like a Chinese era fashion, but like. Yeah. yeah, that that whole look, it it felt I think felt right for '97 because yeah. they're like, "Yo, oh, that <laughs> collar's not a collar, but yeah, yeah. it is." You know what? what? I mean? Yeah, <laughs> not um, <laughs> All right, well, Brandy, it's been a pleasure talking Man in Black with you. Where can people find you? Follow you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at Brandazzle, B R A N D A Z Z L E. Um, I've got uh, a podcast called Lady to Lady with Barbara Gray and Tess Barker. It's real, real, real fun time. Uh, and then um, I, whenever I can, I do tour quite a bit. So if you are on um, bands in town, you can follow me on there at Brandy Posey uh, for whenever I come to your town uh, in 2021 because it's not happening this year. Um, mm. Not uh, with that and, attitude. Well, <laughs> I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Reopen the comedy clubs. Just gonna wear my T Rex T Rex costume. That's my new thing. So wear that on stage, everywhere. Every, yeah, spit on. Do you me. ever I don't work care. bowling alleys? 
Do you ever? <laughs> you ever do? Oh. I, I I used to run a show at a bowling alley. <laughs> I honestly, I was like, there yeah, I've done bowling alley shows. Don't knock yeah. them; they're fun. That yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. What if yeah. the the next logical extension is those essential businesses that do open, like other communities that need open spaces to also? It's like, yeah, dude, we're starting to do uh, a lot of like open mics at this yeah. hair salon, <laughs> at this nail salon. It's pretty cool. Hey. Kind of works for everyone. It's coming. <laughs> it's all coming. Uh, and then also and real it, quick, um, on my website, I have uh, cassettes and uh, sticker and like sticker uh, pin packs and stuff for sale. Um, if you guys want to buy those, because I'm not on the road, I would appreciate it. Boom. Support. <laughs> yeah. And is there a tweet or some other active social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah. Um, I, there's a, a tweet. It's a thread uh, by Joseph Longo. So uh, Joseph, L-O-N-G-O, and then underscore. Uh, it's a thread of photos of RuPaul as fracking rigs. Um, so it's <laughs> <laughs> different fracking rigs that are colored the same as some of RuPaul's uh, most iconic outfits and the two of them put to get next to each other. And it makes me laugh because um, Ru is fabulous, but also problematic. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Jamie, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me online at Jamie Loftus Help or Instagram Jamie Christ Superstar. And tweets I've been enjoying. I'm just going to recommend the Chris Croft and Poetry Corner. It's really been uh, giving me a lot, a lot. It's made me laugh and it's made me think. And it used to just be on Thursdays, but now Chris Croft is just churning out poems by request all day. I'll read one about Pilates that he released truly five minutes ago. Pilates. One time I walked into a store that appeared to say plates on it, hoping to buy plates. But when I went in, a bunch of people in leotards gave me major attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Crofton, uh, that's uh, at the Crofton Show. Hell yeah. Awesome. Miles, where can people find you and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, uh, PlayStation Network, Miles of Grey, also my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking about 90 Day fiance but hi that's the hook of that show it's amazing uh also check out we got new merch in the store uh for daily zeitgeist uh with all proceeds going to feeding america to keep uh food pantries and food banks stocked uh and helping them with their work so please check out our store on t public and get your pro social distancing club shirt uh and help support feeding america and our neighbors that are in need right now uh a tweet that i like Basically, the just I can't find the original tweet, but really what they were doing was retweeting uh, a video from at Clarence House, which is basically the official account of Prince Charles and Camilla uh, on Twitter. And there's this video that the account posted that mm -hmm. was them coming out. I'm just going to give you what the tweet says, but just watch this video because it is uncomfortable. This is the video. Uh, of them coming out. But the tweet was saying, uh, when my parents come backstage after I totally fucking bombed. Oh, yes. I saw this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most awkward. So the video is just Camilla and Prince Charles coming out of a door and clearly not being on the same page as to what the choreography was for this video. And they just start awkwardly clapping. clapping and to anyone so who's seen parents try and lie and encourage you even though it's a lie this is exactly mm. what was going on that was my whole first five years of comedy yeah <laughs> but you at least you were you were self-aware enough to go i did that that was <laughs> <laughs> i did that <laughs> 
SB Nation tweeted, what does Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury look like he does for a living? Uh, he, he has this like really weird modernist house uh, and it's like a picture of him with like two flat screen TVs and Bill Hanstock replied, cocaine. <laughs> and then uh, Olivia Dade tweeted, REM had indicated I would feel better at this particular juncture in world history. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about. In today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles, what's that going to be today? Let's go out big on a track from Spanish artist, flamenco fusion goddess Rosalia. Um, this track is called Que No Salga La Luna, and it's, man, her voice, if you're not up on Rosalia, she's had like huge hits with like J Balvin and other people, but her solo stuff is great because she's really infusing flamenco vocal styles and guitar with like more pop stuff, and it's really really interesting music so check out this song it's from our album that came out two years ago but check this one out all right well we are going to ride out on that we will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then bye bye bye, bye. Si hay alguien que aquí se oponga, que no levante la voz.